only did the interview because because uh, I think all I did was Sam. Uh-huh. And I, I did what I did. Did I do with Sam and uh, Jaina? He, he's friends with Jaina? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, over the last couple of years, like, through command, I think we've all... And I'm not even going to lie. Like, I, like, I, I've known about Hulk for years, obviously. But, like, this was, like, past, like, before when I got into hardcore. Yeah. So when I started seeing videos, and I was like, what the fuck is this? This is, like... This is like the like this is the shit. You know what I mean? Like it's like hardcore punk. Like this is exactly what I've always wanted. Oh yeah. Because like I like trash talk. You know what I mean? Trash talk is like For to sure. me like my my bible. You know what I mean? Like my like what I want to do as a band. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is like what they did, but like just really grimy. You know what I mean? Like in a yeah. good way. Yeah. And I remember I, when Hoax came through, it was like heavy. Like uh, they stood out in a big way just for kind of like what you're saying. Just like uh, for some reason. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Then it just felt like uh, reduced to like the essence of what you want when it comes to that kind of like big step in hardcore, like, uh, but for the underdog like type shit. Yeah, you know? yeah like that was it. like it shit sounded tough, but it was coming from like a place of frustration rather than like you know being like aggressive. You know, I read a, I read a, I think a comment they're like how does this feel like like he's like oh these lyrics are really about suicide. I was like how he's not killed himself. I was like the hell. Yeah. Like, you know because like, you're so wild by like all the lyrics. I mean by the show and like like hoax, you know what I mean? Like Jesse's like such a gnarly frontman. Yeah, and seeing then, that too at first was like pretty alarming. I think there's like lyrics behind it on top of it. It's like a bonus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's like something deep. Like I bought like I actually found a hoax seven inch like like not too long ago, like mm-hmm. just on accident. I was like, Oh, like, you read the lyrics and like I didn't write the lyrics, like I'm moving to the West to die a free man and I'm like I was like Yeah, yeah this is like this is like a whole package, you know. What Suicide mean? pact and like um I don't know, the song that everybody knows and loves. Yeah. <laughs> and like even the riff is like like I think I put I was like, This is like spin cake punk. Yeah, it's like it's the craziest term, but I was like, yeah, it's just like, like I just imagine like you know like back and forth, big step in, just like you can spin kick, yeah. you know, the side of side, you can circle pit, like stays, you die, yeah, shit, yeah, you know, just trying to steamroll anything, <laughs> yeah. way, like type shit. Yeah, all right, let's do it. Yeah. Laugh not die later on the road to the hundredth. Um, yo, like I, I think, I think I made a post. If you follow me, whatever. If you don't know me and like actually know me, I made a post on my personal Instagram. Of how uh, I'm more busy now. I'm like, ho- hopefully, you're not gonna win. I go on tour because I've been saying it too much, but I'm gonna, uh, ho- I don't know, say what's up. If I release this before, I'm going on tour with End Time. Supporting Initiate, shout out to my friends, shout out to JB. I mean, JP, but I always call him JB because I never like actually learned to say JP. Shout out to him. Uh, yeah, um, I did it. The last interview for those who like listen or who actually care or pay attention in, on a, on a, depth level on a deep level uh the last episode i recorded was with dante sin who's a dj who uh is a second hand dj a second generation dj who yeah so from that from a dj from a rave latino like you know what i mean just like world we go to the death metal world to los angeles death metal um to a man who's uh you're in a the man who's behind mortal wound the bat the, the man behind well 
the man who's uh, a part of the command army and uh, like a blood. Sure. What's up? What's up, man? Sam. <coughs> well, what's your last name? Because Sam Shriver. Sam Shriver. That's a hard ass laugh. Dude, you're just like the whole, like, you're the death metal guy. You know what I mean? Like, Carhartt pants, Doc Martens, beard. You know what I mean? Like, works on, like, heavy jobs. Last name, like, sounds like he could fuck you up. It's like, you know, like, in the movies where it's like, the, the kid gets bullied. He's like, yeah. He's like, Sam Shriver's coming. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And or my like, wrestle name would be the Pile Shriver. The Pile Shriver. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you like wrestling? Yeah, like, uh, I kind of, like, don't know. I mean, I know some of it from the Attitude Era, but, like, that's kind of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, um, being, like... You'd be a great wrestler, for shit. sure. I was stone cold for Halloween. Oh, was, yeah, let's was, go. Yeah. You really My want- beard was, like, shorter, and I, like, <laughs> made a shirt, you know, from, like, the party store, got some letters, <laughs> and then uh, it had, like, a six-pack. You like, had uh, trunks? Oh, yeah, shorts. No, nah, I... I uh, so I, like, tore the sleeves off his shirt and used them as, like, uh like fake uh, what do you call it fake knee pads oh, yeah. and it just had some blue jeans shorts this is the recent one yeah yeah that's fire. Got my boots on and shit yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fire you just like walk in like that like, like, yeah like, <laughs> like crack a couple beers yeah. together fucking well, you're talking to your friend and you're like you're, you're chopping it up and just like stone cold slamming him out of nowhere but um oh, yeah. but yeah you're uh, I think uh, I mean though I feel like interviewing Sam Boston Sam Boston shout out to Sam the coolest dude ever um, he like kind of put me in this like uh, talking to him because before I was so like I don't want to say like I, I like all types of music for sure I like everything I really do like everything I have a soft spot for a lot of for a, more more soft spots like for music and different subgenres than the average person for sure but when I talked to Sam Sam like and then like him talking about Tim Butcher like you know I was like oh there's like this world of like well yeah it kind of put me on this world of like Musician, just musicianship. You know what I mean. Fools will like fuck with art, music. You know what I mean. Like, like, I mean Tim Butcher. Yeah. I didn't know him, but he's like Hell in a Cell. You know what I mean, which is like a hardcore with balls, like punk band. Yeah. And then like <clears throat> it, our our place of our place of worship is Silence. Planet Minus, which is more like traditional hardcore. I'm like, oh, this guy yeah, like you know like you know it's part like he has like a, a slice for everybody. Yeah, I feel like he represents that. Yeah, you like know, you know, an artist. You know like, what I mean, like an artist. Yeah, and he could like float between groups of people really easily. Just based on like his personality, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, like you said, like his uh, just being a player, like a guitar player or bass or whatever you needed him for, because uh, yeah, I think that's what it comes down to is like you know you play music in a certain scene or subgenre, and inevitably you'll just kind of like meet people from other scenes, based for me mostly like on them how they play like in those bands, like whether it's a hardcore or a metal band uh sometimes just like you can see that they like holding it down on their instrument and shit and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, then like you know like someone like tim could go from being in a hardcore band to being in a punk band and then being in like a death metal or whatever like brutal but like, like extreme metal type shit because it's like for example a, a uh-huh. classic example would be before i give you a proper introduction i don't want to sure. no, no, emphasize no. on that it's all good uh like sorry if i like, interrupted no no no, yeah. no like there's like the hardcore dude who like oh i like metal so then they play in like in a beat down band yeah or like in a beat down ish band but they don't like if you like yo like listen to like you like uh i don't know like i'm trying to think like a, like the most like point band like the addicts they'll be like oh no i don't like that. you know what i mean like sure. like it's <laughs> like they're like um it, like a lot of people say they have like like you know, like, but I'm like, like Tim Butcher, like, mm-hmm. like I, I never met him, and like based off, like, just like I'm like, dude, half of my record collection is like, shout out, like, Tim Butcher's on the, on the thank you list, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, yo, this goes from like records with like Power Trip, 
For fury. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like, well, that being said, it's like a true artist like knows it's it's like what he likes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And Sam Boston is a great example. Like Sam Boston could play like in Trash Talk. Yeah. And then play like I'm trying to like what's a, like a lock. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. to the average or kid, it's like Blazing Eye or something. Yeah, like, like to the average like, like Blazing Eye is a great singer, example. guitar player, drummer, exactly, uh, bass player. And like and like and like to the average person, it's like. Oh, there's hardcore like dun dun, and then there's like dun dun. dun. You know what I mean? Like they like you know what I mean? And they're like, <laughs> oh, like Sam Boston, like oh, he he, he just plays a hardcore punk band. It's like uh-huh. no, like Blazing Eye and yeah. Locke yeah. is two different things. Yeah, and yeah. condition and like, condition. You know what I mean? That's like that's shit. like, it's but crazy. you know what I mean? It's like just when you re- when art a true artist like knows it's same thing with you, and that's where I like lead it up to you. Fuck. Command. Uh, when I saw you play, I think for the first time you like make love to the guitar. <laughs> Have you been told that? Your face, your face is like, <laughs> you know, your face is like, like it looks like you look like uh, you look like you're in a vulnerable state. Yeah, I know huh. what you mean. But you know what I mean. But it's like, uncontrollable. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, no, that's sick. I'll see a picture and I'll be like, <laughs> it'll, it like, yeah. Uh, someone, but, someone will send it to me. And it'll be like, uh, once you keep on sucking after you die. <laughs> and you're just like tortured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> shit like, yeah. But it's I like, think it's been memed. <laughs> like by my friends. We're going to find it. It's like, but uh, like that, you're a great example because Command is a, a band full of like true artists. Jesse, Ar- painter, noise artist, sure. punk, metal, Sam. already kissed his ass on that phone there. <laughs> uh, uh, Ian, great guitar player, knows like, you know what I mean? Like, loves Slayer, but also loves, like, Void and really understands, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like and uh, you, like, you know what I mean? You, Mortal Wound is like a ballsy, like, like raw, filthy, like, death metal band, Mortal Wound. Yeah. And then, like, Command, you do, like, beautiful, like, <sighs> melodic, heavy, chunky solos. Thank but you. then Lake of Blood is like, uh, just straight up like like to the average person is like oh this is sad like go to the mountains but it's yeah. like there's a lot of anger there's a lot of like for sure. there's a lot of like um it's very tight play for how um, atmospheric right. it is there'd be a lot of like we tried to like hit a balance with that where uh you know we were like fucking around with the atmospheres and like the long you know uh melodic type parts but then never wanted to like leave a song without having like a real tight aggressive like uh you know uh type of riff that uh some of that melodic stuff going on like 10 years ago or whatever didn't have you know like they kind of would just stay in that spaced out feeling and not go into like the pummeling like uh kind of ass beater kind of chaotic type shit too yeah so let's talk about how you became to be in these three bands so you're 34. Mm-hmm. We're left from San Pedro, where you kind of grew up, basically. Yeah. And uh, damn, it's a beautiful. Like I should record this right now in a bit. Like just, right, like, I know the this, scenery. Like this spot is sick. It's real weird that like it's available as like a rehearsal space now. Oh it's, yeah, like, that's uh, true. This should be a. It's like uh, I think, just like they can't rebuild the building because of like how it's sitting on the ground. It's like pretty much on a sand mound, and I think if they like leveled it and tried to rebuild it the ground might just kind of slip away and so like more or less it's like the building's kind of run down but it's really affordable like to have like a rehearsal spot here and you have a view of like the la harbor which is like uh kind of intense to look at sometimes with like the fucking huge crew with like cruise liners and uh shipping containers coming back and forth like uh at night sometimes too like uh the cruise liners will leave with no lights on 
like like very little lights on and it'll just look like this black like sci-fi like space like you know like uh, tight shit like going by it looks like I don't know you get stoned and look out there and it's kind of cool and I don't know damn it's kind of a cool spot to be like uh, it would be a shame if we lost this for sure but I think it's kind of like secured as like a uh, what do you call it like a a resource or whatever you know like huh. young people or like musicians and shit oh, yeah. you know like something for the community like you, oh, know, okay. you know what I mean yeah, yeah, like yeah. I think otherwise it would be like apartments cause a lot of this shit is like getting leveled and it's like a nice condos house. and stuff yeah, yeah yeah I mean there's houses like here but then you go in the downtown area and it's all more or less condos when it wasn't before like mm. within 10 years or something like that 15 so it's gentrification yeah I mean um I think Disney bought the harbor right here, and that's why it's all, or the Ports of Call area, because they have cruise ships over there. From Disney? Yeah, like Disney Cruises. Oh. You know what I mean? I think it's a thing. And uh, more or less, they're developing this whole spot, I think, to be like more, uh, probably chain restaurants and shit like that, um, where it was like the San Pedro Fish Market and a lot of kind of old-timey shit, like the Ports of Call restaurant. Um, it's changing a bit but I don't know I think but there's also like this element that like it's like a port town and as much as they want to develop it it needs to stay blue collar because like everyone who works here or like so much of the city who lives here is like working down at the harbor and stuff like Mm. that you know what I mean so I mean yeah okay so and it's so like much of like a it's like you know like almost like a peninsula or whatever where it's like it's not on the way you know it's like out of the way so I don't know I think it's fundamental for like to, to stay somewhat the same for everyone to be able to work down at the harbor still so it's changing but who knows if that change will like stay or just kind of fall on its face you know what I mean that's true that's it's a, a little bit like that yeah or it's just kind of like the unique part about I think the city but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know more than that. Uh, no, I mean that's a lot to know. Uh, so yeah, talk about your childhood. You're a tw- yeah, you're a twin. Br- you're a twin. You're a twin. Where yeah. you're, you're a twin from San Pedro. What was your childhood like? Um, well, we actually like aren't from. Didn't grow up in San Pedro. We grew up in Rancho Palos Verdes in like the landslide area, like along the coast. Is that like? It's like where um, there's like a golf course, and if you keep going up the coast. It it kind of looks like open land because it's like landslide. Is it like IE or no 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 no. It's Rancho Palos Verdes. It's not. It's the next city over. It's just on the coast here. Oh okay. But um, so growing up where I did, it kind of felt like being in the sticks because like our my neighborhood was kind of like undeveloped. It was kind of like a bunch of like fucking fields and hiking trails and shit. So when we were young, it was really kind of just like boring, like. Uh, my parents were also super strict about like watching TV or being inside. Like they wouldn't let us watch TV like hardly at all or be inside. So we just kind of like were <clears throat> exploring or whatever. Like if you go along the coast, you can kind of like know what I mean where like there's just like uh cliff sides and the beach and kind of like open land and as far as my childhood, it was kind of mellow, just like uh, hey, well, me and my brother looking for, you know, shit to do. Just like just you and your brother? skating. Yeah, yeah, me and my brother. And we'd have friends, but like nobody lived close to us, like within 
honestly like three miles or something so we'd get on our bikes and go like down here or like uh sometimes like up the hill over there but it was always kind of like a pain in the ass until i got a car yeah and like or like we had older friends like once we got into like sixth seventh grade we had like high school friends that were like showing us like about music and shit like uh we started you know like the, the obvious stuff i liked when i was young from just being like on the radio and shit was like blink yeah. and then green day and fucking uh you know all that like that stuff and then some kid in my neighborhood like no effects and sublime and shit like that and you fought like learned certain things and then more like seventh grade it was like misfits afi like uh that was big for me for a long time and i think it, in a weird way the san pedro area was like really into afi like i feel like more than a lot of people i know and maybe it was like the era of afi too because it's like uh 2000 to 2003 or like 2005 like yeah. all that like kind of like I don't know, like goth punk, like oh, yeah. type shit, like the Black Sails and uh, Art of Drowning Records. I like so many of my friendships that I like still have. Kind of started from that, like uh, AFI. Yeah, like in a big way. Um, seeing Sing the Sorrow literally came out when I was born. That's sick, no way. That's I great. just seen them do the record or whatever at the you, you at just, the forum. You're at the forum. Yeah. So you're like an AFI head. Yeah, I mean, they were my like one of my first like favorite bands. Like maybe my first favorite band was like Deuterance Blink or something like that. And then second favorite band was like Art of Drowning. Are you dressed like, like? Yeah, yeah. You're so, like emo? so like not like emo, but like so like when, me, when me and my brother <laughs> both got into punk or whatever, like seventh grade. There was like a scene here in Pedro, like <laughs> in Pedro of like older kids. Like we were so if we're seventh grade. I think we're like thirteen, fourteen. And then these kids were like 18, 19. And there was like a couple spots to play around town that were sick. Like on First Street, there was the Toberman house. And it was like a, like a, what do you call it? Like a halfway home for like, like alcoholics or something uh -huh. like that. And now it's like a kid's, like a kindergarten or something like that. Cause it has like the right, it looks like a school. Okay. But it was like, uh, like, I think it was like an alcoholic home and it had like a gym with dark. a stage and they'd have six shows there and they'd be, all, there. they'd be all ages and shit I mean like um, so like going back to like when I was real young it'd be like these bands that probably no one's heard of anymore but like uh, Fallen Angel was really sick um, and like Samara and uh, fucking I don't know like later on like one of the later shows they, I think it was like Zabalba and Make Move and like Zabalba and Make Move uh, together the, the Warriors they played too and like uh, like so they would do mostly at like hardcore and punk some of the local punk shit was like this band the Smurfs were Smurfs and uh, there was this band Fallen Society that ended up like break like halfway breaking up and they got they wanted they asked my brother to play guitar so he would start playing shows like around here and they were more like I don't know, like street punk. Like they dressed like all the spikes and like shit and like, uh, like. And your brother was just like normal. So he no, well no no no. We were both like kind of like, probably like entry level punk at that point. Like uh, putting pat like misfits yeah. like Branson, like fucking. And then he got picked like picked up by them and went like full into like the like crust like scene and just like you know like uh, 
Her brother. Yeah, like I don't know, like uh, discharge and conflict and uh, flux of pink Indians and rudimentary P and I and Osrotten and like they were turning us on to all that shit because I would get to hang out sometimes with them, but normally they'd have like girlfriends and not like like not like there wouldn't be a seat for me in the car you know oh, yeah. so when he got like picked up with them and like started hanging out with them and playing shows with them i like uh ran into like my friends from pedro at this mall and they were more into hardcore or like metalcore and that's like still the, one of the guys i play with in mortal wound uh peter like peter king was like i met them all in a group it was like peter king uh, Benji Ruiz from Rotting Out, uh, my homie Mikey Lopez, who's got this band from Long Beach called Gone, and um, a few other dudes, like this dude Amir, and um, that was kind of like a turning point, because uh, then it was like I could start coming down to Pedro, and they knew enough older people to get us to like shows, like metalcore and hardcore shows and shit like that, like... Uh, I don't know, at, like, the Showcase Theater in uh, Corona was, like, a big, like, you know, like, uh, it was one of my favorite venues, like, from back in the day, like, it was really sick if you could see it. It was just set up, like, really badass with, like, a kind of, like, terrace, like, or, like, you know, like, you could stand in the back and still see and then, like, step lower and then the pit, which was always fucking psychotic. And they had all these like things on stage that people would jump off of, and then like a balcony above that that people would jump off of. So it was like, like war zone shows, like like some of the gnarliest shows I've seen. What was, was one of the craziest? Um, like fuck. Um, there was like a show that was like ridiculous moshing, like some of the like gnarliest moshing I've seen. I think it was like uh, fucking like Shattered Realm. Until the end, Evergreen Terrace. Uh, I think it was all the same show. Uh, on Broken Wings, <laughs> like their first show out here, like when they came out with their first record. Um, and that's like where I met like those guys was like at that show at Showcase. They saw me there, and then we ran into each other at the mall, and they're like, "Oh, I saw you at the fucking On Broken Wings show." And then uh, we just started hanging out a lot, uh, well, and that's when we got like the joke bands like kind of going and shit because. Oh. I'd been taking guitar lessons or something, you know, maybe, like, for a couple of years, and I could, like, kind of play. But uh, they were all just getting into it, so we would fuck around and, like, start, like, just joke bands. Like, uh, the main one in high school was uh, this band we had called We Have No Faces. And I wish you could find it on YouTube, but I don't think... It doesn't think sound that bad. It sounds like, uh, it, sounds like it, it could be popular. It was all right, man. Like, it was kind of just, like... Uh, spazzy kind of like fast core shit with like kind of goofy heavy breakdowns and stuff we didn't take it seriously but then i don't know and then we like cover hate breed and like okay. like red and shit and it was just kind of for fun and then maybe ended around sophomore year and uh then i wasn't playing music for a while the other guys had this band called terry funk it was kind of like Terry uh, Funk's a wrestler? Yeah, like the wrestler. <laughs> so it was kind of like wild, just kind of like metalcore shit like that too, but not too serious and kind of like grindy and shit like that too. So at the Showcase Theater, were you ever mosh? Or like in, uh, were you, were oh, you? yeah, yeah. Like growing up and stuff. Like uh, What type of mosher were you? 
I mean, it depends on what show, like, for sure. Like, what was uh, your, like, favorite, the moves, like... Like, the moves? Like, I think, uh, what do you call it, like, bear claws or something? Like, was it very... Like, like, throwing, oh, like, yeah. forward. Yeah. Like, I would try and spin kick or something, but I was always, like, too uncoordinated. <laughs> I would look like shit if I did it or something. I'd more, like, stage dive or, like, well, so, I, you know... Like, I want to ask, like at that. the Shadow Realm show, what, like, what type of, What do you mean by moshing crazy, like... Dude, it'd, it'd like, be, like, it'd be, like, fat motherfuckers cannonballing off, like, a 10-foot balcony into the audience just like oh, shit. like 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 and there was this dude who ended up being like a uh, a share dog like a ultimate fighter like uh oh. his name was emmanuel and he was like this like i don't know like six three like like yoked black dude who like could do all sorts of like insane karate moves and like a uh, couple times i think at that show there would be like white power guys from Corona, you know, because like the IE. Uh, I think there'd just be like some burnout, like meth guys or whatever. And uh, he would fight like four at a time and like whoop them up. And it was like so intense to see, like as a little, like, you know, 14 year old kid or whatever. Like, uh, damn. Definitely left an impression. That shit was sick. That's crazy. It was like the wildest, like, spot. Like, with like the bouncers or anything, they didn't really give a fuck. You could go like in and out. And, like, some of the craziest moshing I've seen. And going back, like, on YouTube, they have some sick, like, death metal shows there, too. Like, in- Incantation back in the day or, like, uh, Deeds of Flesh and shit so like that. So, that plays up. Like, I've only heard stories from, like, hardcore. Right. But it's, like... Right. Uh, yeah, like, in high school, too. Like, we were into that. And then we also got into, like, that kind of, like, East Coast style of metalcore. Like, um, the first Between the Barity Me record uh. or... And like prayer for cleansing and catharsis and uh, undying, right. stuff like that. That kind of is like um, bleeding through. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, like our homie was like, I think dating the keyboardist at the time, <laughs> <laughs> getting into shows and shit. <laughs> so it was like, or like that, that type of stuff. And there was like kind of like an underground with that too, you know, that had more, or a cast from Edens. I don't know, random shit I'm thinking of, but like. Um, that was kind of like where we were more of the time when it came to hardcore. The deathcore bleed into the metalcore thing. Yeah, and then like that kind of just went like because at the same time we were like getting into Cannibal and like uh, Morbid Angel and like uh, Mayhem and like the early stuff that you start to like find. But did um, you ever like feel like uh, that's like mm-hmm. pretty young for like to be like into like listening to Cannibal, listening to Shadow? Look, like, older brothers and like people in the neighborhood. I remember because I was also like it went from like Blink to AFI to Misfits, like and Misfits were fucking really huge to me. And I listened to the the Ian one and uh, dude, I yeah, I got I think American Psycho first because I was in seventh grade and it was at like Sam Goody, and I listened to that and I fucked with it, and then it like was such a stark comparison because the second one I bought was Earth AD uh. and it was like that's like the most hardcore Misfits record like period and uh. it's like my favorite or between that and Static Age like uh, I mean I hate Michael Graves but I like Michael Graves ever better Famous monster. Wait, you said you hate Michael Graves? No, no, I, I hate Michael Graves as a person. Oh, right, right. I yeah, like Michael yeah, Graves. Yeah. yeah, he's a turd as a human. My favorite mission song is Saturday Night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I used to, like, uh, fuck with that as much, like, almost more when I got into it because it was, like, so much easier to understand. But then at a certain point, the Misfit shit clicked really hard. Or, I mean, like, the Danzig shit clicked really hard. Mostly based on, like, like he wrote every tune of that his era of misfits he wrote every riff and then 
his lyrics are more fucked than like a lot of shit you can find and it was like uh, a gateway that you know into like death metal like stuff like Cannibal and stuff where it's like uh, and then maybe why I liked Misfits so much more than like any other like hardcore band I could find or punk band or whatever like uh, was just like how wildly negative and like uh, you know just like contemptuous like just like pissed about like I like the world around him you know and then like also indulging in like the horror movie fantasy shit but it was like at the baseline of it I thought it was all just like him being like fuck the world and then using like these different like stories like of like you know old Hollywood or like horror movies to like still just deliver the message of like Fuck you. <laughs> like, you know, like, I mean, like, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, you know, like, uh, well, like, t- okay, so you're like, you're like, you're like a little kid and like, through like, yeah, it's so like, exciting. You yeah, know? through all the whole time, you're like, you're getting into like different stages of music, like deeper and deeper and deeper. Aside from music, what, what do you think shaped, like, what, what were some other people, things, uh, that shaped your way of being like, fuck the world? Or like, um, well, well, I mean, like that's like not like it does like, no, 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 not, right, that's right, not, right. not like very like fuck, you know, like my life. Yeah. But it's like what other things were like shaping you to become who you are besides music. Um, I mean, like were you like uh, were you like popular, like you know, not popular, but like were you had a friends a lot in school, were you good at school? And we I mean, were kind of like, kind of like, so like in that area, there is like a lot of rich people and shit, but we weren't, so it was kind of like we were lucky to go to school there. But because it was like a good school, but so often we kind of like there would be all these people doing all this, like having all these toys, you know what I mean? Like fun shit to do that you couldn't do. And then so I think that's once I had a car, it was like really the people I was like on the same plane with were like from. So that was like an early like like being part of a school that like. Yeah, being cast out or something. And then um my brother got into a like gnarly accident when he was in seventh grade, like seventh grade mountain biking, like uh he like uh ate shit and uh like really like like fucked his like face up, had to have, like a bunch of stitches and shit. So I think that made him withdraw from people a lot of the time, you know? Like, you like social with, shit and you, it rubbed off on me a little bit. Oh, okay. So like I Did can't, you kick it with him? Like you just like, Well oh. yeah, I mean we always kinda had it happened like so he was in those punk bands but then it was like uh those that kind of fizzled out or he kind of got in the accident in the middle of it and it kind of fizzled out but then he would come around and hang out with like my friends that i had started in pedro and shit and uh he wasn't into like the metal thing and the hardcore thing for a while kind of just like he like reverted for a while to like just like 70s like uh stooges and mc5 and mm. like uh that type of shit like, like the dolls yeah. and like you know like uh that was his main thing like through high school i think and then when after high school i i joined lake of blood and got like immersed in black metal and then he went to santa cruz and got kind of more immersed into art and uh also like um kind of I don't know you like a wider sense of music like didn't necessarily like he played in he had some like cover bands that would do like I think Flux of Pink Indian songs and like uh, 
maybe in some craft songs and shit, but like uh, it was kind of like real like uh, casual like type stuff with his music until basically up to the command, I think. Um, where I kind of got like way more serious about music once I joined Lake of Blood, it kind of like felt like it was a crash course on how to write a song, like in general, or like uh, how to look at the guitar in a more like uh, uh, how to make sense of metal, you know, while like trying to look at your like guitar and come up with like some shit to play. Yeah, I feel like playing in that band uh, taught me how to like play guitar almost or the way I play now yeah, yeah. in a way Lake of uh, Lake of Blood yeah is really uh... did you sing in that band? no my friend Kyle Newton sang in that band I just played guitar but it, like uh, I didn't play guitar on so, Heed the Primal Calling which was like the first EP we did but I played on everything after that and it was more or less like 50-50 songwriting like once we started collaborating so that was like your first real band mm -hmm. and that's uh, and that's really impressive because that's like a really like thank you that's like that sounds like uh, some like 50 year old dude like in the woods like it was you know, cool. like a huge right. studio like playing that that was like the impressive part to me too was like how he like uh, the other guitar player wrote and um, yeah it was a cool relationship for a long time just um, you know like I came from a much weirder kind of like chaotic style of playing but his playing was so much more kind of like melodic and like um, almost classical or something like that, yeah. you know. And so when like ma like mostly like on the last record we did, which was like um, Omnipotence Tyrannus, it was like the most I think like I mean it's a fuck ton of music. It's like eighty minutes or something like that. It's like way too long, but at the <laughs> time long, like at the time it was like we couldn't figure <laughs> out how to like compromise or s bullshit like that, but. Uh, <laughs> Looking back, we should have... But at the time, it was like the band kind of fell apart with the release of that record. Like, you guys kind of got on the same page? I got, like, uh, more or less, like, really immersed in, like, drugs for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah, like... Uh, the, through Lake, Lake of Blood and... Uh, I had, like, a side project, Dr. Shopper which was like sounds like a kiss like type record it sounds like it but it's like somebody like it like the singer came up i didn't like the band name but like the dude who sang in the band dr shopper dr shopper somebody who goes around looking for pills like from doctors oh, okay you know it's like you get like labeled as one if you like, like think you're fucking around and trying to get like painkillers out of them or something like that you know what i mean okay and like this dude that we played with more or less was like one of those guys and so um i don't know and you got, and you also got addicted to pills. Yeah, or like you know, not blaming him, but like through the habits of my own and people like, like Pedro more or less has kind of like a reputation of being like kind of a little poor town, you know. And the poor town has like you know they'll call it Speedro, you know, like a lot of people like when I grew up, like when I got out of high school, like the oxycotton thing was like really available and like real you know like common and that whole thing like uh like there was a clamp down on that and then a lot of people i know you know ended up getting like swept up into like you know doing black tar and shit like that for a What's while black tar? uh dope or like oh, okay. and stuff. but um so like I, you know like I, I i like i i i don't fuck around with anything like that anymore so it's like why i talk about any of it to just like show an example of like you 
you know, I got swept up in it, but like, uh, there is, you know, you can get out of that shit. It's not like, uh, were you like, sentence or you were like addicted for years? Yeah, like six, seven years or something. Like, six, seven years? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, addicted, addicted. Yeah, yeah. Like, I ended up going to like a methadone clinic and, uh, weaning myself off, which was hard as fuck. But, uh, so six, you know, seven years of, six, seven years, years of your life, what, did you play in bands between that? Well, the whole time, yeah. It was more like when all my bands fell apart is when I like was like... And it wasn't like full-blown six, seven years. It was more like gradual, 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 maybe three years of like out of hand, you know, people being pissed about it and shit. Like, I never like... I was always like, oh, if I go to work every day and if I go to band practice and if I write songs and if I fucking never never miss anything, then I'm good, you know? But, like, you overlook how much of a dick you are probably most of the time or, like, how, um, you know, being in a band is also about, like, hanging out and being friends with those people. And if you're not, if you're fucked up all the time, you kind of, like, have to run and hide, you know? So I think more or less the relationships fell apart between me. And you and said uh, the, a couple of years a couple of years ago you used to move here. That was that was around that time. Time you got like yeah, I mean like yeah, ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like I got kicked out of my house and I like was living in the rehearsal space for about a year. You're uh, addicted to pills the whole time. Oh, just, I was smoking tar like the whole time, or like you know, oh, you're like, like not even like uh, like pills was like kind of how we got into it. You were smoking tar at that point. Yeah, and just like, uh, but still like you know trying to keep. And then so, and then I got myself into the methadone thing and ended up cleaning up. But the whole, like, so I lived in, like, a room down the hall. And this spot used to be kind of different here. Like, it had different owners. And it was more of, like, a rundown. Like, uh, there would be, like, ten people living here at a time, you know, like, type shit. And it kind of looked that way. Um, But, so... Once I kind of got off of it, I could like move back into my parents' house, but I kept the room going and I just started like, you know, I always, I had a drum set and my guitar rig and um, I was playing a lot just by myself. And that's where like the first riffs of like Mortal Wound came from, where like in Lake of Blood, I played with Peter King, like the other guitar player, Mortal Wound. He played bass in Lake of Blood. Yeah. And when all that shit fell apart, there was like a good two years when like, I didn't have, like, a friend in the world, like... Really? Yeah, I mean, like, and I don't blame anybody, but it's like, you know, the more you hang out with somebody like that, the more they're not going to get their shit together, you know? It took, like, you know, rock bottom or whatever to, like... Uh, and how about your brother? He was cool. Like, I lived in Santa Cruz for, like, a year with him trying to, like, kick, but I would always come back home and, like, fuck around again and come back up, and he would know and, like, want to beat my ass, and, like, I'd just be, like... Uh, you know like taking advantage of him you know and like so that was hard on our relationship like me and my brother and my family and shit but um yeah in a lot of ways it was kind of like i got off or i got like you know through the methadone clinic like got off using like hard shit and then um or i was i I wasn't drinking at the time either just like smoking weed and like uh Uh coming here and just like jamming a lot so it was kind of like from playing like just not giving up on playing or just from like using playing almost as like a method to like distract myself from all like the bad shit or the lack of cool shit going on because i'd been on all these bands that at this point i was like feeling just like uh pretty low but uh 
I don't know, like, yeah, I, through the start of Mortal Wound in general, it kind of was like, um, like, Peter heard me from down the hall and was like, what are you working on? Like, and wanted to, like, jam together again. And then uh, we, like, him and I, like, put the band together, like, kind of piece by piece. And through high school, he was, like, my best friend for, like, a really long time. And the drugs or whatever really burnt that relationship out. So it was, like coming back together or whatever like as homies as well as like we used to play in a band together and it just felt really good and it was kind of like the wave from all that is kind of like what's almost kept that going for so long because it's like uh yeah i'm just like glad i'm out of that whole world and over two years then you had like you said you had no not a single friend. yeah but it was like you know that alone time i think you know made me be like well, if I don't have any friends, then fuck it. I got to do, like, a one-man band. So I, like, sit around and play drums, like, and try and teach myself drums. And then I would sit around and try and write riffs and, like, record them in my phone just to, like, not... Because that was the goal, I guess, was, like, I'm going to fucking try and do it all myself or whatever. Because, like, still just, like... Do you think if you didn't have music, well, like, if you were, like... <laughs> if you, for some reason, you didn't give a fuck about music. Yeah. And the, like, you were just kept smoking... Right, right. No, I mean, I think, yeah, yeah, without music and, like, especially, like, the people I'm playing with right now, it would have been a pretty bad cycle of just, like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I got out of it just, like, as soon as it was, like, going to have, like, a really negative impact on my life. And when did you get sober? Or I'm not sober, sober not like, sober, yeah. Like, what did you get, like, I that? mean, uh, I think, like, I was trying to, like, pinpoint it, because um, Mortal Wound started, I think, like, 2016 and I had like a year before that so I think I stopped more or less like around 2013 and then I was in the methadone program for like two years or something like that so I think yeah like around 2015 I was like on a really I was getting out of the program and uh on a much healthier you know like uh so for two years you were in a sober home no, 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 no. Oh, like a method. No, I was just going to like, they're like, they have like uh, spots where you go and like you get like a dose and you talk to a counselor and shit like that. You go like once a day, like over in Wilmington. Once like, a day, that's still like something like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like at the time, I think, I don't think I had a job or I was doing random shit. And, or I had jobs here and there. I was doing like a weed delivery thing in Long Beach. But yeah, you just have to bop over there. And once a week, have a counselor, and that shit was cool too. Like whatever, like you know, trying to ther like unload like shit. Like therapy, I think is good because you can just like unload a bunch of fuck shit that you don't want to burden your homies with. You know what I mean? Like I think that's even if they don't give you a solution to anything, you can just like run your mouth about everything that sucks in your life, so and you're not gonna like you know burn your friend out by like just talking shit for an hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sometimes, that, sometimes that's a solution. It feels good after sometimes, but even though, like, yeah, it's, like, probably a hard job to, like, you know, yeah. hear that shit all day. Yeah. Like, obviously. So Especially there. Like. <laughs> but For I, those two years, you were not, like, you were just, wor like, kind of working and doing the counseling thing and, like... Yeah, or I was all, like, working and spending a lot of time here uh, trying to just, like, like almost like climb out of a hole and not try to like improve everybody wrong that I wasn't like uh, a lost cause far gone yeah too far gone yeah lost cause and that's when I like tried to start also it was like so 
all that the way it all ended made me really kind of embittered to like black metal in a way oh so i was like i don't i want to like start fresh and then for the first few years i like tried like you hate the scene or not no. or just the sound i was like done writing it like on guitar because you were such that person or in like even after like the last lake of blood stuff i'd written like a fucking demos worth of like like three four songs worth of song like shit that i wanted to be lake of blood but like i couldn't get anybody to jam on it you know and it's stuff i still really like and i think it's good but like at the time and the energy behind it like nobody or whether the people like that still fucked with me they couldn't play it you know the way i wanted it that i was like oh, i just like gave up on black metal or put it on the shelf for, and was like uh and i didn't want to like uh stay in the genre and like for a long time i didn't want to be affiliated with those bands like i did like i didn't want mortal wound and command immediately connected to lake of blood or dr shopper because I wanted like a clean start, you know, and like I wanted like to try and figure out a different style of shit to play, more or less, you know, because like uh, there's elements that cross over oh, yeah. between the old shit and what we're playing now, but like uh, I think especially with the new Mortal Wound record, uh, I'm trying to like break all the habits of my songwriting and do more brutal, like aggressive stuff yeah like the and when you got sober well, not, not sober, sober not sorry, not when sorry. I just started like yeah when, the cut, we cut, start, we start, cut the dope out and yeah. like to weed and shit and how, how, did, how was that like gaining like 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 gaining really like gaining like, yeah I mean it was tough at first but then it's like through music is like the only way I really like can say like uh, it's like what kind of like put anything like in the fast track where it was like you know it's really hard to like call your friend that you've burned out and been like hey let's kick it you know but they would be down the hall jamming with their other shit and then i would be in my room and every now and then i would just play loud as fuck and they could hear like what i'm doing and like, hey what up what is that you know and that's kind of like how i got my friends back in a way like uh and how about your brother uh it same like in a way like when I finally got my shit together. He was so much more like uh, m my friend rather than like, uh, you know, like we'd have this relationship of like, you know, him trying to help me out, but me looking at it as like, you know, like authority, you know, authoritative or something like, you know, you're not my parent, you're, you're a snitch, you're a cop, you know, like, and then we would clash. And then it was like, we were best friends because uh, I really needed a friend at the time and he would always he, he was living in SF when I was putting Mortal Wound together more or less and uh, he, I would talk to him a lot on the phone and he would encourage the shit out of me and uh, that's sick then when I started like so Mortal Wound started and then I ran into Sam Boston and Command no, I sorry. <laughs> ran into Sam Boston and Jesse at a fetid show in Long Beach. I think it was uh, maybe the first time they came down here. It was like fetid and Zaloa at like the Blacklight District. And um, they had, I had commanded the one demo written already. Or it was like on uh, self-release tape. And then... They were saying how they had a second demo and they were looking for another guitar player and uh 
Damn, so all this is recently, basically. Well, uh, so, or more or less, like, this is, like, 2016. Yeah, so it's pretty, like... Yeah, because, like, so with Lake of Blood and stuff like that, I would play, or I've known Sam Boston since maybe 2009, 2008, because I went to high school with... Do you know DNF, like his band Dude Nukem Forever? Sam I've heard Sam, of the band. Right. I went to high school with... The guitar player Chad and uh, the singer Kyle and um, they uh, so we would like play together like DNF and Lake of Blood and would play together a few times um, and we kind of like uh, uh, yeah we did like a tour like of the west coast it was like Deaf Heaven DNF and Lake of Blood and Deaf Heaven yeah it was like when they first were uh, coming up we were like uh, you know like close with them you know what I mean of like being like uh, too much into drugs or something and then I had like two years of like not going to shows basically not like like staying home to like avoid all that shit cause I had friends like that were like you know at shows that we'd get fucked up together and then I'd, yeah like I said I was like just kind of just staying here and playing music and like not going out and then I ran into Sam and Jesse at that fetid show. And I think they were more or less like, whoa, where the hell you been? And I was like saying I was working on Mortal Wound. And then they were like, we need a guitar player. And I got to do like the guitars, or I think, yeah, the guitar solos on the second command demo. And then my brother moved down from San Francisco. And I was like, well, he could learn. We had a show. I think we had two weeks to get a bass player or some shit like that. And I was like, Tim could do it. And um, that put our relationship back together in a lot of ways, too. So now it's like, he moved down here. We're playing in a band together. Uh, and it was cool. Like, w I met the hoax guys through Dr. Shopper. Um, Dr. Shopper played with hoax, I think first or maybe the second time they came through the west coast we played in costa mesa somewhere and that was cool um but i'd only like uh heard their records and hadn't seen him play and when jesse did his thing i was like holy shit because <laughs> like, like i met him and it looked like i was like dude you get hit in the head with like a golf ball or something like yeah. he had all these like checkerboard like lumps on his head and then I seen him play, and he was like, fuck, you know, like, getting down and shit. And uh, it was pretty, in it was pretty insane, you know? Uh, and then we played Vegas, like, the day after together. And that was sick, because it was, like, the Dr. Shopper drummer, uh, my friend Mikey Lopez. Uh, it was his birthday. And uh, we played someplace called, like, Yayo Taco. And we went and hit the strip afterwards. And uh, I don't know. It was just cool, like that getting to know them and like uh, chopping up about bands and shit. Uh, so I like kind of met them there, and then like didn't stay in touch for a long time until, or didn't really get to know them like as friends until we started playing together, more or less. Like I'd known Sam for a long time, but <coughs> um, the the hoax guys. Jesse and Ian, we had met like kind of for a weekend and then we'd see each other but never like kick it. And then it didn't seem like death metal 
was that big at the time that like command like the second command demo or like the first mortal wound demo it seemed like um smaller i think and like the shows were a lot smaller like attendance and shit like that and just meeting up again in like the death metal scene i was like oh shit well let's work together you know like uh and that's when i started playing with them and then uh but does does it make you mad looking back how much time you spent like like cause you say you were not it's not like you were like I mean you were addicted to drugs but not like it's not like you were uh cause I, I, cause I wasn't like in a total black hole like some people I know yeah you like know, especially just, who are like slamming and like uh or like shooting up and stuff like you know like you get into like a real black hole where you don't do anything for a couple of years and like it never got that bad but uh and no like I don't reflect on it like any different like or like because I think if I had like my shit together at certain turns I would have ended up somewhere different and I'm like really happy where I'm at now as far as like the music I'm playing and the people I'm playing with and with the opportunities we get to do and it more or less feels like hmm I don't know. I guess like a lot of hard work or like a lot of hard lessons learned and like uh you know, if you're trying to do music too, it's like especially nowadays like you can't have any of that shit. And uh I don't know. Wait, I, like wait. I don't I don't look back and be like, "Oh, if I had just like done this, but you're seeing, uh, I'd be a lot happier now." You're seeing yeah. uh you can have what like hard lessons on music or or, I mean, you can't be fucked up, like, on, like, you can't be addicted to drugs and, like, want to, like, be in a touring band, you know? Like, mm. more or less, like, the support system, then, like, unless you're rich and you can support, like, support all of it, people don't want to fuck with you, like, you know, like, in, mm. to a degree, you know? Like, if, that's my experience, It's like, the more you kind of, like, wear that shit on your sleeve or, like, get involved in the dark side of it, it's, like, people just like don't want to fuck with that you know yeah yeah Damn. so you know but i mean uh yeah i don't know it's it's like i kind of reflect on it as almost like a different lifetime you know like where it yeah. it feels really good to be away from it and not have to like like i didn't i thought about not bringing it up you know no no, it's no like I'm glad a, you did. a lot of the time it's like you don't want to put it out there cuz you know, you don't want people to think you're like that still, because like you know, no one would want to work with you. You want to like, like you want to want to get yeah. away from that. You want to be better. Yeah, but you also, if like someone, you know, I mean, it sounds corny, but it's like that shit seems like a death sentence, and it's not. You know, you can get away from it and just like get back to like doing good shit with your life. You know. So you've like put out a fucking record. You put out two records. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, commands and two records and like the span of six mm -hmm. months. I yeah. mean, obviously those records took a long time, but yeah. you've you've put out two records in the last last two months. Yeah, last six months. Um, you have like you know you have a partner. You're like you say you're at peace. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's just cool too. Because yeah. <laughs> back then, you know, it's just be you can't like maintain relationships. Yeah. So like, yeah. I like now it's like I never really had like a, a steady girlfriend or anything uh until i got like my shit more or less together you know uh do you do you like how does it what do you think the future is like are you, obviously i'm pretty sure if, like we ain't like you're still gonna be in bands for like probably maybe forever yeah do you think you're gonna have like the you're, you're gonna have kids you're gonna 
You're gonna uh, what, what, like? Do you want to like? Right. Do you want to make another like full time band? What, what's 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 the future look like? I would definitely like to do more like touring with like uh, either band. It seems like Mortal Wound right now is like kind of more available to like uh, huh. immediately like take any opportunity we could get, and we're all kind of like ready and willing to do it. Command uh, has. Like uh, a few more restrictions, like but I think by the fall we can do like some, like a small tour or something. Yeah, like that was fucking tight, like thanks, man. Fire. That was fun. Yeah, it's like fine wine. It was like, <laughs> so it was good. Sick. You know, my girlfriend was like, my girlfriend doesn't like hardcore. She does. She right. She, she barely, like, you know, she like hardcore because like you know it's more accessible. Yeah. But, like metal, she's like, yeah, I don't like. Yeah, but then she like really fucks with Jesse you know, cool. ever since we met Jesse. Yeah, and then uh, and then when she saw, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see him like live. You know, I was like, and then we, you know, it's like, dun dun da da da. And he's just like, yeah. you know, like, 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 just like being able to experience that and like you know, like on a one man on a one band bill is just like everything about it. Was that like, was kind of fun too. We didn't like mean to do it like that, but with that space, like it being kind of small and shit, like yeah. having no changeover, it felt like dinner in a band. Yeah, and yeah, then it's, you kind of done. Yeah, it's kind of sick. Yeah, I mean that's like that's command. It's like it's a very standalone band. You know what I mean? It was cool. I mean, like there's definitely like uh, bands that you know uh, we feel like a brotherhood with. Who would have uh, played with? Who would like? Who do you like? It's a hard question. We like reached out to a lot of people that were like out of town. Um, I think everyone's like kind of like. Uh, if, if, if Command is a tour, who's like, who do you want to be the support? Like, don't like. Well, yeah, if we can get like a small, if we can get a tour together this year with some shit like Acephalix or. Uh, or like Vastum or like. Um, shit. Uh, innumerable Forms would be really cool. They're the homies. Uh, but I mean, just kind of stuff that like seems, you know, like within reach, you know, yeah. like, and like stuff that would be like. Not too, like, fucking intimidating. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, there's all these, like, the huge bands and shit, but, um, you know, it's hard to imagine. Yeah. I'd rather, like, just think, or, like, oh, like, Fratricide. Like, uh, I forgot, like, uh, from San Luis Obispo are the homies. And, like, they both play in the band Necropsy Odor. It's, like, a gore grind band. And uh, that shares some other members with Mephitic Corpse. And uh, that whole scene in kind of like the San Luis Obispo uh, area is really cool. I, we have like a lot of friends there, um, and they're really worth checking out. Like Mephitic Corpse, Necropsy Odor, uh, Fratricide. Uh, yeah, it's some cool, cool shit to look out for. I mean, like they have stuff out right now, but. I'll, I'll uh, check it out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, so Fratricide, yeah. Like, if, if Command and Fratricide could do, like, a U.S. tour, that'd be the shit. Because, <laughs> like, we kind of have... You think uh, you can still do a whole U.S. tour? Like, you yeah. still got it in you? Like, 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 dude, I haven't done any of it. Like, like between oh, all the bands I've played in, dude, like, uh, the only thing... Like, we like recently, Mortal Wound and uh, Command did Europe for, like, two weeks or whatever. So far, yeah. And it's sick as fuck, but it's kind of, like, all of... Outside of that, all I've done is, like, the West Coast... A couple times, like up and down, to like uh, Vancouver, but um, you never done like a full. Oh, tour. I did a, I did Lake of Blood did an East Coast tour with, um, 
this band Seder and that had like the dude Austin Lund from Panopticon. Um, so we went out there and that, it's probably like 2011 and uh, or 10. But we played like New York and uh, uh, fuck Virginia and Kentucky and Maine. Yeah. Like we did like I don't know a week's worth of shit, and it was really cool. But it was like in January, it was like snow drenched, uh, and uh, but it was really cool to be in Kentucky and like get to know Austin and his family and shit. Like uh, that was cool. But other than that, yeah, like so Mortal Wound and Command haven't done really any touring yet. Besides Mortal Wound's done the West Coast, Command has just done like uh, the Europe thing. Um, or we've played the Bay Area, and we played a one-off in Arizona, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would want to do more. Dude, I've, like, never been through the South. Uh, I've never been through, you know, a big majority of the country. And, uh, I don't know, I really want to go down to Australia. That's, like, a big bucket list because we have a lot of friends down there. Um, Gutless, who we did the split with. Are like one of my favorite death metal bands coming up, or uh, we got to meet um, the guys in Faceless Burial when we were in Europe. We played in uh, Copenhagen with them, and they're fucking sick. And then also Vile Apparition is another really cool band, or uh, Headless Death and uh, Incinerated and. There's a lot of cool shit in Australia. <laughs> All I right. go down there, bad. <laughs> you ready to wrap this up? Yeah, yeah. Let's do this or that. And then, uh, you want this or that? Yeah, or, uh, hold on, just uh, keep an eye out for the Mortal Wound record coming out. Uh, it's recorded. We're getting the artwork finished. Should be out this year. The last record came out 2022, right? Yeah, the split with Gutless came out. 22 or 21 maybe but oh, it, the the white record with the oh no that came out 2018 oh okay that felt that's like the it. demo and then we have like the gutless split which came out i think 2021 uh but it was recorded like way before that and then uh this is gonna be our first full length it's gonna be on dark descent records and mesako and oho in europe so uh yeah, I'm really well, fucking stoked about not that. Not putting on 20, uh, 20, 20 bucks spin? No, like, uh, with, like, both bands kind of leaving Maggot Stomp, I wanted to run with the idea of having them on separate labels. Okay. And what'd you use in Maggot Stomp? Uh, more or less, just kind of, like, looking for different opportunities, like, different, uh, you know, context of the band. Uh, we're seeing a lot of bands on 20 like basically it's like like they both approached us like uh 20 bucks spin approached command and not mortal wound mm. and dark descent partnered up with mesako unoho which we were working with already with maggot stomp like all our records are through europe with him or mm. the homie jesus and uh so mesako unoho partnered with dark descent and then approached us about doing the record and uh a lot of our homies like uh i go back with the spectral voice and the blood incantation guys like paul uh 
used to live in Salem, Oregon and play in a black metal band called Leech that was really legendary and Lake of Blood kind of got like a huge insight into music and the underground through our relationship with Leech um, and Paul and he's still been like a close friend and like kind of a huge positive example of like you know what uh, being so focused on music and like driven in music and uh, you know where that can you know or you know how much that can benefit your life or whatever you know it like uh, the rewards aren't the goal but it's like if you work that hard on something you love your life is probably going to end up being pretty cool you know it's like Damn, you're not trying to like get on yeah. tour and do shit but it's like if you just focus on stuff that's like passion can lead you to great places yeah you know ex trying to expand yourself or whatever that's you know, a beautiful in name. a positive way alright let's do this for that yeah, call yeah 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 alright cool alright you ready yeah alright let's start out alright uh, start out be simple tour or suffocation suffocation fuck yeah Doug Cerrito shout out Doug Cerrito the unsung hero of suffocation who wrote all the dankest songs and the best lyrics I haven't heard someone say dankest in a while that's crazy oh yeah, yeah. death threat or hate breed hate breed satisfaction and like under the knife we're like big like like out of hardcore you know like I really liked those records being young like and um yeah I don't know they still I still fuck with those records yeah yeah Walmart yeah. or Target uh, <laughs> Target, yeah, yeah, Target. Uh, Coke soda or Dr. Pepper? Coke, yeah. Damn, why, why, why can I always have all the Green Day or Blink? Oh, Blink. Blink Dude Ranch forever. That's just the best. <laughs> it's still good. Yeah. Uh, Travis Barker sucks. <laughs> uh, Metallica or Slayer? Fuck. It's just so hard because it's like the gut is Slayer. But if I, it's like if all you had that to grow old with, then it's like you want some Metallica tracks, you know, that you can just like kick it to at you know at, at the end of the day but Slayer <laughs> like Slayer for the thrash Metallica for like you know the variation and being able to like but who, who are you choosing who are you choosing just like fuck you're staying in Ireland who are you choosing I know Slayer yeah yeah Slayer Nike or Converse Nike yeah I grew up on Converse's, but they, like, skating and Converse just broke my feet. Like, my feet are flat and <laughs> shitty, and, like, it's all it's all Converse's fault, dude. <laughs> <laughs> early, early Zero, early Alien Workshop. Zero, because, like, that's what I fucked with then. Like, because Alien I like now, but, like, when I was younger, it was above my head, you know? Like, uh, Alien's cool, but, like, it flew over my head. Where Zero, I was like, fuck yeah all day fucking look shit disaster or leviathan oh uh, yeah if I had to choose one yeah disaster I mean the leviathan leviathan oh, yeah, no, sorry, sorry, sorry sorry cause like uh, leviathan has everything you know like disaster is amazing but uh, has kind of like uh, more or less one mood 
maybe a couple, but like Leviathan has so many different uh, places that will take you. you Michael know? Jackson or Blondie? Blondie. Fuck Michael Jackson. A burger or a hot dog? Burger. Yeah. I'll fuck with a hot dog, but like growing up, they like grossed me out. I was like, just, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Something about it I didn't like, but I fuck with it now. (laughs) Pizza or tacos? Yeah, that's hard. If you were to only have one tacos, because pizza would fuck me up if that's all I had. You know, like forever. Oh, yeah. My Bloody Valentine or Sonic Youth? My Bloody Valentine. Um, I like them both, but uh, I'll put on My Bloody Valentine more. Nirvana or Red Hot Chili Pepper? Definitely Nirvana. Even though respect to, like, John Frusciante and, like, I I don't know, like, growing up, I wasn't, like, r- like real into funk. I fuck with it now, like, you know, like, uh, Parliament and Funkadelic and Bootsy and shit like that. Um, it's, like, tripped out, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I like some of, like, the Chili Peppers funky shit, but I like their ballads. Their ballads are tight and soulful as shit. And uh, I don't know. I like that dude's guitar playing. Coxbar or the Addicts? Coxbar. Yeah, yeah. And uh, last one. Good. Last one would be. Uh, what's the last one? Morbid Angel or Pantera? Morbid Angel for sure. But I do love me some Pantera. Don't get me wrong. Uh, vulgar. Far Beyond Driven. So uh, Trend Kill. Those are some fucked up good records. <laughs> right. I mean, like, just, yeah, uh, Dimes, like, lead playing. Uh, the way they, like, orchestrate a three-piece. But Morbid Angel forever on high at the fullest because it's fucking the, you know, found, sure. foundation of everything of, like, modern death metal, in my opinion. Like, uh... Trey is a psychotic lunatic god. Agnostic Front or Madball? Shit. I mean... Uh, early Agnostic Front. Like the... But... And then the only set it off for Madball. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Anything else you want to say? Uh, no, I can't think of anything. Thanks for coming through. and uh, You know, appreciate you coming through and talking and shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah.